You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. We've been talking around the subject of water and liquids in the last few Mishnayot. So, for example, we were looking at whether we can make a nice hole in the side of a jug to pour some stuff out of it. And the second half of chapter 22, we will see, will circle around a whole bunch of different questions, all related in some way to the question of water. And we're going to start by um, trying to keep something cool. Not nin tafshil bishfil we can put a cooked dish in a pit. Actually, this is probably a dry pit. So this might be the exception to the water rule. This is a dry well. A ball could be a well. Anyway, this is a, probably a dry well. And we're, we're, in the, we're in Tiberias or we're in the Galil. So we're not trying to keep stuff warm as we might be doing if we buried something in earth in, um, let's say, uh, New England, we're trying to keep something cool. So we're going to keep, we can put it in a pit for it to keep. And we, if we've got good water, we could put it in a jug and then dangle the jug into a, let's say, a pool of undrinkable water just so the jug would cool down. We could put cool water, the same pitcher, we could put it in the sun so it heats up. And Rambam comments here, actually, that you think it's sort of obvious that you can put the warm water into to, to cool water to cool it down. And he suggests that the reason the Mishnah brings the cooling down example is so it wants you to pay attention to the fact that you can also put that same jug into the sun to heat up. So the halacha on heating up and cooling down is going to be the same. And now we're going to think about drying or squeezing. Someone whose clothes fell into the water. This is fell into the water on Shabbat. He got wet. He can walk in them without concern, without concern that someone will think, oh gosh, this guy's been laundering his clothes on Shabbat, which is clearly not going to be permitted. Clearly, we're not going to launder on Shabbat. He gets to the outer courtyard. This must be where he lives, right? And all we're going to discuss this in a next week in the chapter of um, when we get into the Masechet of Eruvin, all these Houses gave onto a courtyard, and the courtyard would give on to a little alleyway. So he gets to the outer courtyard. And then he can spread them out in the sun. So then at that point, he can spread his clothes out in the sun to dry. But not in the sight of lots and lots of people. In other words, if we're doing this massively in public, then... There is a question as to whether someone might think that we've laundered our clothes. And the Bartonora comments here, by the way, that to say, look, you know, anything where we're afraid of Maret Ein, we're afraid of the public eye, the sages would actually prohibit 
in today he refers to today so in so where he is the sage would have permitted prohibit this anyway although the mishnah will permit it and the Mishnah then goes on from accidental bathing to deliberate bathing. Someone who bathes in the water of a cave. There's a suggestion this is warm water that's being preheated before Shabbat. And the rabbis in general did not allow the use of bathhouses because they were concerned that the owner of the bathhouse would heat water on Shabbat. But if we know the water is heated before Shabbat, we can bathe. Uvame Tiberia, maybe we're bathing in the waters of Tiberius, and these might be hot springs, by the way. So these might be springs that are, all, are kind of naturally heated. We can bathe in them on Shabbat. Venis Tapeg, and he dries himself. So he's drying himself after having a warm bath. Even with 10 towels. So this is an extreme, this is a boundary case the Mishnah is bringing. So, by definition, the tenth towel is going to be practically dry. Yeah, practically dry, even with tenth towels. He doesn't carry them in his hand. He doesn't carry them in his hand because we're concerned in case he might squeeze it and wring it. And the opposite example, Aval. Asaravane Adam, ten people. Mistabkin ba. Aluntit achat. Ten people are going to dry themselves on one towel. Pnehem, yidehem, veraklehem. Their face, their hands, their feet. So ten people are sharing one towel. So this is the other extreme boundary case. In the first case, we knew that the tenth towel was practically dry. Almost certainly dry. In this case, we know that the one towel they're sharing has got to be soaking wet because 10 people have dried their faces and hands and, and, and feet on it. It's absolutely got to be wet, this towel. And the Mishnah says, But they can still carry it in their hands. And somehow the Mishnah is not afraid in a group. So the issue about squeezing a towel is the same issue. And in one case, the towel's wet. In the other case, the towel's dry. The Mishnah doesn't care whether it's wet or dry. It, that's why it brings these extreme cases. The Mishnah is concerned as to whether we're in a group or whether we're by oneself. And it has the view that people in a group kind of take care of one another and make sure that they don't break Shabbat. So we are getting back to questions of Marit Ayn, actually, and the power of the group. So we, maybe we have laterally associated from spreading the clothes out in the sight of the people. The, the group has a certain power. It will take care of itself. And people make sure that they don't squeeze this wet towel as they carry it back to wherever they live. Whereas with one single person, we are genuinely concerned. And then... We're going to talk about massage. And you, again, you may ask, well, what's the connection between the massage and the water? And one suggestion that Kahati makes is that we are talking about something going on in a bathhouse here. So we're still in the watery space. Actually, we're still in the bathing space. But now we're talking about stuff that goes round, goes on around the edge of the bathhouse rather than the actual bathing stuff. Sachin. Sachin is basically anointing with oil. 
ממש, הוא ממש משין, and massaging. Um, the Rambam actually says that this word ממש משין is related to the parsha that we read last Shabbat. Remember the naming of Moshe. Kimin hamaim meshitihu. Meshitihu, I pulled him out of the water. Masha is to pull out of water. And anyway, the Rambam says it's the same root and it means something to do with uh, sort of rubbing or massage. It's not pulling, but it's rubbing. You can rub the, the kind of uh, the, the, your, the, around your stomach. We're not going to knead or scrape. So there's a certain level of massage that is considered, it's, it's too violent, it's too professional to do on Shabbat. We don't go down to a philoma. That seems to be a place where there's a lot of clay about. And I, the Rashi says you can slip on the clay and you're bound to wet your clothes or get them dirty. We're not sure really what a philoma is. That seems to be some kind of emetic, something that makes you vomit. It's, it's a, it comes in the category of healing. And we don't straighten out an infant. This is someone who's got some issue with his legs. A child's got issues with his legs. We're not going to set a broken bone. That's very interesting. I don't know what the situation is if in the case of Pikuach. I presume if there's Pikuach Nefesh, we do set it. And I couldn't see any references in the commentaries. But it sounds like sounds like there's a non-urgent break. It's a break of some kind. It's non-urgent. And of course, setting it might come into the category of bonnet, of building. So we're not going to set it on Shabbat. Someone who um, whose hand or foot is dislocated. You shouldn't sort of shove it around. You shouldn't agitate it violently is the translation that Safari gave. You shouldn't shake it around in cold water. We can just, just wash it in the normal way. In other words, we can just wash it in warm water in the, in the normal way. Ve'im nitrapa, nitrapa. If it heals, that's fine, it heals. So in other words, the rabbis are trying to, um, they are giving us a break, effectively. They're giving us a break. They're saying, look, don't do something unusual to heal a dislocated limb, but just kind of play with it in the normal way. And... You know, just let it slip back. Just let the joint slip back into place. So that's the end of chapter 22. We'll start the 23rd chapter, the next, the penultimate chapter tomorrow. These three Mishnayot, they deal with very different things. So they deal with healing. They deal with squeezing out towels. They deal with heating up stuff. But they, they deal with heating up stuff. They deal with heating up stuff and they all center in some way on how we behave with water. That seems to be the characteristic which is pulling together all of the ideas at the latter end of this chapter.
Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.